What's going on, all you moms and dads out there? Welcome to the Fade You Podcast, episode 129, a special episode of the Fade You Podcast tonight. We love that you decided to spend some time with us, and we hope you enjoy the show with a very special guest tonight. But first, I am your host. My name is Matthew James on Twitter at MatthewJames78, and I've got two drinking dads here with me tonight, Joe in the beautiful, just pristine Hartford Whalers lid. I'd love to see right. it. Can't believe, <laughs> can't believe I didn't mess it up in Vegas. Yeah. That, or lose it. That might be the biggest accomplishment from the trip is that the hat stayed in one piece. Dave Sherapan loved the hat, loved right. the lid. And uh, Joe is on Twitter at Joe underscore knows underscore underscore underscore. That's, <laughs> that's yeah, a lot. Unfortunately. <laughs> Still working on it. And our other dad here, Chris Duke, uh, Stu Finer called him our smelly bitch, and that's what he is. Chris is at HazmatSuit23 on Twitter. Chris has got some poop bets tonight. And uh, Chris, how's it going? Really great. It's great to have Taylor. It's great to meet her. And for March Madness, it's great to have her on the pod. I love as soon as you say poops, the alarm goes off again. <laughs> of course. Of course. Classic. So our special guest joining us, we're recording uh, on March 31st, and so we were in Vegas a couple weeks ago, and uh, the Fade You group was fortunate uh, enough to meet a lot of people who are in the industry, and we got to meet Taylor Mathis. Taylor works for Superbook Sports, and uh, she was sitting right outside of the Westgate Clubhouse, and, and we were fortunate enough to get to chat with her for a little while about her interests and, and getting in the industry, so we got to land her on the pod tonight, so Taylor Welcome, and thank you so much for your time and for joining our little show. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, I've really been looking forward to talking uh, NBA and and your success with props. Look, we wanted to do this one kind of as the NBA season was winding down and as we're getting ready to start MLB, because I know that Major League Baseball is your jam. So let's start with this. For people who maybe aren't as familiar with you and your work, just Talk about your personal background growing up in the Midwest as a Cubs fan. You went to Iowa. You obviously started betting at some point, and now you found your way in this industry. Just talk about that whole journey. Yeah, so I'm from the Midwest originally. I'm from a really small town called Sandwich, Illinois, actually, just like a sandwich that you eat. (laughs) Um, Tiny town. Ended up going to the University of Iowa and go Hawkeyes. Um, for sports journalism and pretty much right out of college, I got right into whatever my first opportunity was in sports broadcasting TV wise. So I was in Iowa first, then I moved to Nebraska to cover the Huskers uh, for a local TV station there. I was in Dallas for a while um, doing some NBA, uh, not NBA, excuse me, NFL coverage. Then I was out here in Scottsdale and I sidelined for the Suns for two seasons And then COVID hit and I started to dabble in sports gambling and sports betting. And now it's been my full-time thing and I am 100% completely into it and working for Superbook as well as Awesome O2, um, specifically doing a lot of prop shows with them right now, focusing on NBA, 
going to be moving over to the MLB here within the next week. So I'm so excited for baseball season to get started. Hell yeah, me too. I hate NBA, so it's fine. Let's <laughs> get baseball. Let's get baseball. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Joe, uh, you know, we've been doing our own little handicapping contest for the month of March between all of us, and and Joe hasn't been doing the best, but it's also a tough time for Joe because he loves betting baseball, and he's, he's sick and tired of all this basketball stuff. But speaking of basketball, you have had tremendous success not – in NBA sides or totals, but in the NBA props, you've really carved out a groove here, especially this month. I think you've only lost a handful of props overall. So, so, you know, none of we we're a California show. So unfortunately our state can't get its shit together. We don't have a ton of opportunities to bet props, but I know that, uh, that that can be a very lucrative market. So how, how does, how do you find your, your picks and how are you doing so well in this area? Yeah. So I think I realized early on when I got into sports betting, that props were kind of going to be my bread and butter in the main area that I really wanted to focus on. I don't know why, but it just like, I found it more interesting because then I was like, okay, if there's a certain game, I really like paying attention to the teams that I cheer for but when it comes to other games, what stake do I have in it? Maybe I'll have more stake if I'm looking at a specific player in a game. So that's kind of really how I decided to focus in on props a lot when it comes to betting for NBA specifically, I have like a, a theory, a, a little system to like my madness of how I look for my plays. Pretty much. I get up in the morning I will go, you know, look at what games are out there. And then I start going and I look at the slate for player props. And I basically just start doing basic research on each of the players. So like for tonight, my favorite play is Chris Middleton over four and a half assists, which now a lot of people are already telling me the line moved on this one and it's at five and a half already. But um, I liked it and I got it at four and a half. And the way I kind of did it is I just go to Chris Middleton. I will go to his stats And I look at his last 10 games generally, and if he's hit the over or under within those 10 games, that's kind of my first basis. Then I look at what he's averaging on the season. And then I use this website called lineups.com. And I will look at what the team that they're playing is doing when it comes to offensive ranking and defensive ranking. It's really easy to read because they color code it. So it's like offensive rebounds allowed. If it, if they're in the green for it, they're clearly towards the top of the league doing well there. If they're red, then they're towards the bottom. It's really simple to pay attention to. That's kind of just some specific things I look for. I look at like past five to 10 games that they've played, what they're averaging on the year. Of course, you want to look at some injuries, but with the NBA and towards the end of the regular season right now, it's really hard to specifically, I think, bet on teams that are towards the bottom of the league because a lot of them seem to be intentionally tanking or switching up their rosters for developmental reasons and things like that. So I've tried to stay away from those. And currently I'm trying to stick with games that have a lot more big name players or teams that are trying to move up in the standings heading into the playoffs. Any teams or players you totally avoid? Because, you know, you say teams trying to move up. And Chris totally. is, Chris is betting mean, on the Lakers tonight. I mean, yeah, I was so 
Most of the time, I stay, I stay away from the Lakers in general, but I do like a play for tonight's game, though, with the Lakers. I like Malik Monk for over 24-and-a-half PRA. Um, I feel like the volume is going to be there because it's really going to be who? Him and Russell Westbrook tonight with LeBron out. So I that's like the one time I would say I usually hear clear of LeBron. Most of the time, I usually hear clear of the Lakers, and I just do that because I don't like the Lakers and I don't like LeBron. So I it's just my own selfish, weird reason for it. But he is one that I stay away from. One guy that I always seem to have really good success with is Tyrese Halliburton. No matter what, if I bet him, he always hits. So he's like my my lucky charm guy. Hell yeah. Do you ever lean towards unders on these props too, Taylor? Because I know there's a lot of, yeah, good. See, that's what I hate when only people fire overs. And like, yeah, I got into it with Ariel Epstein on Twitter once. So yeah, I know. I totally agree with you. A lot of people I think like to bet overs just because it's more fun. You're going to see them hopefully, you know, scoring more. It's going to be more of an offensively interesting game but I definitely will bet unders if I think that there's an under that looks good like my two plays that I had tonight are both overs but one of them is also a a plus money play that I liked too so that's why I was like I'll take this over I try to find one that I feel like is pretty sound I'm for sure gonna hit it and then I have another one that I either will probably bet an under or it's a plus money of some sort that has really good value that I think is going to hit and for the month of March I've been extremely lucky on them so We'll go with it. It's not luck. You're doing you're doing your research and you know what you know what you're doing. So I've I've followed about five of yours. So it's been really, really good. I think I'm like five and oh on those. So we appreciate that. I'm glad I I know that I'm like I do my research, obviously, but at some point too, I was talking uh with one of our producers over at Osmo today. We did an MLB future show that'll be out tomorrow morning, but we were going through plays and he's like you were just on a, such a streak with NBA. And I was like, I'm starting to think it's slightly luck because I don't understand how every night it seems to be hitting. And I'm like, either I'm researching specifically the right way or I'm just really lucky this month. We'll see. We'll find out tomorrow when it's April 1st. <laughs> yeah. Well, it sounds like you have a great system. I mean, because, you know, we talk to different people and they'll, they'll say, okay, I have this one thing I look at, but it's got to, got to be a combination of multiple things. Like you can't lean too heavily on season averages. You can't lean too heavily on recent performances. You can't solely rely on the matchup. I mean, these are all just different tools that when you combine them together and you kind of find the right ones, like you have been, you can be very successful at it. Yes, definitely. I feel like if you look at all the pieces, put them together, like a puzzle, it's a good recipe for success in the prop market. So will you, now there's only, you know, a handful of games left in the regular season. Are you thinking that you're going to continue looking at props in the playoffs? Because it's a whole different animal, right? In the playoffs, the intensity is up. Every team now has something very real at stake. Right. So is that going to affect the way that you approach props and then baseball starting? So are you going to kind of leave NBA behind or are you going to still try to attack it in the playoffs? I'm going to attempt, I'm going to do my best to try to get an NBA prop play out every day since they've been working really well for me and working really well for people that are tailing me to win. So I'm going to try, but I will admit that like baseball is my favorite. It's my first love, like go Cubs. I got my, my Cubs world series picture, but, um, 
I am going to lean more towards betting MLB props once the season officially gets started. I'll be honest. I have not bet really at all when it comes to spring training games whatsoever. I just, I don't really know if I see the point. It, I feel like that's for like the real crazy degenerates out there. <laughs> possibly lose some money i'm like you don't even know who half of the guys are that are playing or if they're going to be anything or what's going to come of it so i don't really see much of a point in betting on spring training i've already got a lot of money though on mlb futures i picked my world series pick after the world series last year when the braves won so last season i should say so i'm i'm ready to go when it comes to mlb futures but i'm definitely going to be very heavy in the mlb prop market i'm going to try to do my best during the nba playoffs to stick in the prop market as well yeah i mean if it's you're doing great why not ride this wave into the bus if they can continue to hit and be successful why not i mean you've talked about games that matter all these games matter these teams are going to be driven and you're going to find value, like you said, even on overs or unders. Maybe there's an overinflated, so you take the under, or you think there's a little value on the team that a guy that might show up and have more assists or blocks or points or rebounds. So, yeah, I mean, why not keep it up? You know, and, and the NBA playoffs are so long. You know, it's April, May, June, so you've got a big sample. You know, I think you're right too that a lot of times I feel like in the playoffs things totals tend to be inflated. I feel like especially on point totals for really big stars. And it's like not every game of the playoffs are we going to see, you know, guy I always look at is Devin Booker. I feel like he can be a little bit streaky at times when it comes to point scoring. Shouldn't say streaky though in general, because right now the Suns consistently are clearly the best team in the NBA. But like yeah. he's a guy that I feel like could drop like almost 40 points one night. And then another night he's very big on more being the assist guy and he doesn't score as much. So I feel like sometimes in the playoffs, they inflate a lot of those bigger stars totals. Oh, I do for sure. 13 for sure. to one ticket on your sons to win the, the championship. So let's I, go cash that I, ticket. I'm too. I'm like, I like for the NBA right now to go to the finals. I like Celtics uh, sons is going to be my matchup. And I think the sons easily take that. And I, out here right now in the valley people are all in that if the suns don't win it this year it's like a huge bust and disappointment oh, like for sure yeah i i actually i read a stat that i think is really interesting if the suns can get to six six wins during the regular season they have a two-thirds chance according to history to win the nba finals so they'll have one of the yeah. best ever in nba history yeah. you're up there with like the the bulls and the the, yeah. the you know, magic lakers and all that and stuff yeah, yeah. Well, fingers crossed that uh, your boy Chris Paul can just keep that guy like in a bubble, right? Just I think between games, no, no groins, no hammies, no wrists, no hand injuries. Just keep no that finger. guy in one piece. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, let's um, let's transition from NBA. We'll talk some baseball. You said NBA or MLB is your 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 favorite. It's Joe's favorite. Um, MLB is it's such a long season and there's so many games. So there's so many opportunities to fire plays. And so, you know, MLB is also known as like the big stat head game, right? Like you can look at, you can find, especially now pretty much any information you want. So what are the tools you like when you look at MLB props? Uh, So MLB props, I would say the number one thing that I generally go to for props specifically is going to be strikeout props. 
Um, that's what I usually look at the most or what I focused on the most last MLB season. So I think you really look at, you have less kind of games to look at when you're looking at a starting pitcher specifically, because, you know, they're all obviously only starting every phase. Um, so it's not going to be as often. So I usually look at their stats for what it's coming to on strikeouts, what their ERA is. And then of course, same type of thing. Who's the matchup going to be against? Does this pitcher specifically pitch better against lefties is a certain lineup full of lefties. They're going to get more strikeouts there, or do you got more right-handers batting things like that? Um, so I mostly look at strikeout plays. Uh, I will look at a lot of props when it comes to hits as well. Like so-and-so is going to have, you know, plus or minus whatever two two and a half hits on today's game. Um, so those are kind of the two main things I look at with MLB props. Yeah, those K props are fun. I love those sometimes, but it just it's it's getting a little bit harder with all the analytics and the other bullshit and all the nerds that get involved that where they're pulling right? pitchers in like the fourth inning just because they threw, you know, 80 pitches, 85 pitches. Mm-hmm. So that kind of makes the strikeouts a little bit tough. It but, does. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, so do you ever look at like uh, Nerfies, no runs, first innings? Of course. Yeah. Nerf- <laughs> fun to bet in baseball because it's like right after the first inning, it's done. Like you don't have to worry. Yeah. I love Nerfies. Those are super fun to look at too. I've been telling these guys for literally like three or four years that as my favorite bet in all sports is the Nerfie. It's so fun. It's, it's so, so fun. And yeah, it's sweat. Like- you're like you're on it for like what maybe like tw- 20 minutes at well could be longer you never know with baseball but it's very you know quick right after the first inning it's, you either know if you won or you lost and you're sitting there you're going for no runs you're like yes come on don't get all the strikeouts we need or it's you know if you're going yes runs in the first inning you're hoping that somebody's gonna hit a home run or get a base hit a off right. yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I'll let you in on a little secret, Taylor. I do have a Nerfy system that's pretty, pretty damn good. Hey, uh, uh, so basically, yeah, it's pretty decent. Yeah. It, um, so what I do is I look at the handedness of the pitcher and then I'll look at the top three or four batters. Mm-hmm. And then if they have, so if like the top three, they're going against a righty. If top three are lefties, I'm not firing that. But Got if it. two of the three are righties going against the same handedness, like a right-handed pitcher or a lefty against a left-handed pitcher, I love that nerfy. So if both teams fit that, it's pretty damn good. Okay. Matt and I were nuking it last year and we Ooh, it was hitting. Right. Yeah. So just keep all of that. Keep that in mind. Yeah. So top three or four guys, same handed is handedness as the pitcher, both teams. Got so, it. Or also openers too. If a team's using an opener, that kind of you know, you can kind of throw that out the window because they're out, right. they're there to get everybody out. So you right. can kind of ride that. Yeah, exactly. Okay, love that. I'm going to have to use that coming up. Yeah, I just – I wish I had more time to research it and, like, dig in on every game, but I kind of just will pick, like, two or three every day. And if I'm – yeah, if I find an under I love, I'll look and see if that fits my nerfy system. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Joe, I was going to ask you about openers because that's kind of a unique situation where, like you said – the dude's job is to literally just get out of the first inning clean. Right. So, I mean, will you kind of still consider it if it's an opener or is it kind of just, if it's too much of a non- unknown, is it more of a pass? Um, it really depends on if the guy's good. 
or like they just have a guy they called up and they needed somebody to an innings eater right if it's like their setup guy then hell yeah we're gonna we're gonna ride that but if it's like a guy that's there to go three or four innings and like garbage time i don't really like that that much so it'll be a situational thing makes sense yeah it's a fun one um back to the k props for a second beginning of last season i really tried to get into the strikeout props too and you know you have your usual suspects right you have your your bieber your cole yep. Gla- glass now was a big one last season do you <laughs> In your opinion, Taylor, do you think there's any value in trying to hit those over or are those just the ones everyone knows and maybe you'd be better off looking for the more under the radar guys? So I would say for me specifically, I'm definitely someone who's a more under the radar when I look at props um, because I don't see the value as much. Like I was saying earlier, even when it comes to NBA props, I like to find one that's more solid. Obviously, like my odds today on my Chris Middleton prop were, I think like, minus 140 or something like that. So pretty good chance that we think it's hitting. But then I also took a plus money that I liked on a guy who's lesser known, like Nick Claxton. That's who my plus money play is that I like for tonight. So I feel like I follow that same trend kind of with baseball. Like, yes, of course, there's going to be games like a Garrett Cole or a Max Scherzer or Shane Bieber, somebody like that that's going to go out there. They're going to get the strikeouts. Like, you're kind of like, what's the point in betting this? So I think it's fun sometimes to find those lesser known guys too, that you can get in on a prop that nobody else like knows of and put it out there for people. I find that more intriguing, but every once in a while, it's still fun to bet, you know, the big starting pitchers, the big stars that everybody's looking at and going for. I actually got somebody was a lot of people were giving me crap though on Twitter recently. Cause they're like, you give us NBA props that are never NBA stars. And I was like, that's the dumbest thing ever yeah that's what i said i'm like if you win you win why does that matter yeah it still pays the same right (laughs) like so i i hope people don't carry that same mentality into baseball season because i'm going to be looking for ones that are lesser known guys to sneak in there and win money right and i like when i'm doing props too in mlb like one last year that i really loved too was when the mets weren't scoring on every single jacob Degrom start so their team total was always like three and a half and Uh i'm like Fire the under. They're not right. going to score. I think that's something that there's value. People don't see that. Like when a Garrett I, Cole's going out there, they don't, they know they don't need to score six runs. Right. So, you know, there, there's just value to be found there that a lot of people don't really realize. Exactly. Chris, get in there. What were you going to say before that? Uh, no, I was just uh, agreeing with her. Yeah, that the, the smaller, smaller markets, it's great because uh, it's like, yeah, and it sucks that anyone would ever say anything about how she's killing it. And it's like, I love to find uh, people. And maybe the one time you want to take someone who's a star like Bieber, it's like, like we do sometimes, like if a team gets blown out by 20 or 30, like if the Suns right. get blown out by 30, a bounce. But okay, Bieber just got shelled for five and three innings. They pull him, you know, he's going to probably regress back so then then maybe they tick it down a half strikeout so you know you, you can right. find that value there <clears throat> so taylor we are we're fade you so at times we look for not the guys that you can ride like your your aces but we look for the guys that you can maybe bet against and i know chris especially has his little uh his little fade list chris one of your guys uh alex cobb your boy Sounds like he's added some velocity 
So I don't know. We might not want to be fading Cobb salad so much this year, but Taylor, is there anyone kind of infamous that as you've been following baseball, gotten into betting baseball that you can think of that's kind of like a, a fade spot sort of guy that you look to, to bet against? I would say, if, I don't know if there's a specific guy, maybe in the prop market um, that I look at to fade. I would say I always seem to fade the Cardinals though, because I'm a giant Cubs fan and I cannot ever bet for the Cardinals to do well ever. So I, I fade them as much as possible. I can't stand Albert Pujols either. So I will fade them. <laughs> poop, poop. I'm like the wonder if, I, if it's like a, what, like, I'm sure that he's got props out there on games, either for home runs or hits. I'm going to, I'm going to take the under always on those. Never, not into it. I, not a Pujols fan. I cannot stand the Cardinals. So. So what you're telling us is that anytime we see you post anything or fire anything Cardinals related, cannot trust you to be objective whatsoever. Yeah. I'm just doing it because I can't stand them. Pure, purely <laughs> emotional. when you fade them is there like is is there success there or do we need to like be weary like okay it's just because she hates them or is it like are you strategic about like okay this is a good spot to fade the cards right here i'm not sure i would say with me i feel like i put a lot of research into my picks and i will not put something out there unless i've done like a thorough amount of research and i'm really confident in what i'm saying so i would say if i'm saying like you know, bet against the Cardinals tonight. So-and-so is going to beat them. I, I'm pretty, I would be pretty confident, confident in saying it. Mm -hmm. So I totally get where you're coming from because um, you feel a certain way about the Cardinals. And if people are listening to this, they can't see my hat, but you know, there, there's a team in Southern California that I kind of have some similar feelings about. Now people are daring me because I hate them, to bet their win total under, right? All week I've seen, is this the best lineup of all time? Oh, my God. Yeah, dude, nobody is – every single person, every single website, it's an easy over, right? It's 96 and a half at most shops. At least Mm -hmm. that's what I've seen. So that's got to be easy, right? What was it last year, like 102 or 106? Yeah. What was it? And they got it barely. Yeah, 103. So they barely got it. And then now they're putting it 96 with an arguably better team. Hmm. Something go smells fishy. I'm going to yeah. bet points, rebounds, assists for Monk because she said so. I'm going to go bet that smelly under. Fuck the Dodgers. <laughs> Even though I'm a Dodger fan. But see, I don't hold any bias. I'm, a, well, I'm, a I'm not. I also, I'm not a big Dodger fan either. So. <laughs> I like players on the Dodgers, but I do not like the Dodgers as a whole. Yeah, we can't. You can't hate Freddie Freeman, right? Can't hate Freddie Freeman. I love Mookie. Like, uh, he, he's one of a kind. I love mm. Turner. Like, there's so many guys that I love on the Dodgers. But I also, I love Logan Webb, Giants. Like, he is. He's a gem of a pitcher. He's, he's awesome. Yeah. Yo, talk about your your bet you made that I followed you oh, on. It's kind yeah. of a sneaky one, I think. It's a little scary. I bet uh, Logan Webb to have the most wins in the NL. And Ooh, it like, was, what was it, Matt? Like 30, 30 to one. Yeah. But like I mentioned earlier, it's a little scary because I feel like the giants are so analytical forward that they'll pull him before he's eligible for a win. Right. I think I, that's what scares me. We'll see. I think there's a good chance though. I mean, he was like the, the go-to guy last year for sure. 
and he's so young and they're gonna oh. he, they're gonna give him all the leash if he wants to throw 150 pitches they're gonna let him do it but i still think farhan zaidi's pulling the strings and it'll, and it'll yank him when early if they need to yeah and it's was- a picture that i really like young though al side though casey my is tigers i think he's a guy that's oh got- we love you tigers eventually here in the next couple seasons hopefully akil badu is a guy <laughs> we were talking the tigers probably have the best names of any mlb team <laughs> yeah who's the other guy they had another guy on there that's just epic but that's a good point by her to bring up like a pitcher on a not good team. Like nobody knows you know the tigers what 70 80 wins and 85 like they're always under and that's a good place to look because these teams aren't going to maybe win but their pitcher's going to go out and throw a good game so you got to look for those guys that might have a great game. You could do a strikeout prop or um, whatever. Yeah. So that's I, like a, the Marlins pitcher is really good too. They might not win, but. I'm actually very hot on the Tigers for over their win total this season. That 78 and a half, I think is the best that I found it at. And mm-hmm. I think rotation's young. They have a really young core. They obviously have some tough divisional matchups, especially with the White Sox. Um, but. I, I think that 78 and a half seems like too low for them right now. I think they have a really young lineup. They've got a really good rotation. So I like the over on their win total. Yeah, that's a good play. I mean, they do have Kyle Funkhauser on their team. There you and, go. That's one. Tariq, hey. Yeah. Tariq Skewball. Skewball. Yes. Oh, oh, boy. <laughs> There's a Turnbull. Um, Jonathan Scope. Don't forget that one. Candelario, what a great team! Great names on that team. What a great team! Yeah. So, how about the other central division? We have to get you to weigh in. Of course, perf- totally objectively speaking, <laughs> Cubs. If we're looking at the Cubs, we're going to be terrible. I wouldn't. Oh. Bet- <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I know that like this is not. We're not going. We're not going to the World Series. We're not going to the playoffs. Like. I don't think we're doing anything major, uh, like being unbiased clearly and speaking um, to the NL central. I think that the Brewers have a decent shot of going to the world series this year as they did last year. I mean, Corbin Burns is such a stud and love Christian Yelich. I actually just met him out at a bar here in Phoenix recently. And oh Scott, such a nice guy. That's so awesome. I was such a little nerd and I like went up to him and nobody like really knew who he was. And I like, look at, I was with like two of my girlfriends and I was like, guys, I was like, that, that's Christian Yelich over there. They're like, I have no idea who that is. I was like, of course, <laughs> but I was like, I'm going to go. Him. And they were like, they were like, I was so nervous. I was like, I've never been like starstruck. I wasn't like starstruck, but I was like nervous to go say hi. So I like, went up to him and I was like, hi, I just wanted to come say hi. Like, I'm a big fan. He was so nice. He gave me a hug. He chatted with me for a couple minutes. And I was like, oh, you are great. I will. He's a great guy. I yeah, I love, I love Christian Yelich. He was really cool and part of my take too. And yeah, my, my love for Christian Yelich started at the WBC in LA when uh, America won the WBC against Japan. And Yelich, I don't remember if he was the MVP, but he was fucking balling out that game. So I love that dude, and I love the Brewers bet too. The to win the NL Central, they're only yeah. like they're only like minus one thirty, one twenty five right. some shops, and like Zips has them at like an eighty percent chance, which would indicate like minus four hundred. 
Right. So there's a ton of value there. There is. So. I also think there's a lot of value right now on the AL East. I think that the Blue Jays are still. Oh, plus my God. You're or something right now, which is crazy to me that they are still that they're still have that much value right I now. I wish I could show you. Maybe you can see my notes. I got That's, Blue I got Jays, Blue yeah. Jays, and Brewers. Blue yeah. Jays and Brewers. We're, I love the Blue Blue Jays. I absolutely love their over. I love their World Series odds. They're a good ass team, and people I are totally and, yeah. agree. I don't, I don't know if I'm going to bet them World Series wise, though. My World Series pick is the White Sox, and I like cringe saying it. <laughs> 1200 right now for the Chicago White Sox. I'm like, they didn't do that much in the offseason. I feel like Joe Kelly getting a reliever, that was probably their biggest move. But I feel like if they stay healthy, I mean, they've got such a good rotation. They're good. With Dylan, and uh, I'm trying to think who else do they have? Uh, Giolito. Yeah. Really good guy and then when it comes to hitting i mean if you can keep aloy and luis roberts healthy oh luis roberts is a stud too i like him for mvp maybe i so my mvp pick for al i'm going vlad for sure um blue jays there again i'm like he batted 311 last year he had 48 homers he can bat over 50 homers this year how could he not get votes over otani that's what i'm thinking no otani is the favorite right. i don't like years in a row I think that the AL market for MVP is kind of weird because there's three, there's Trout, there's Otani, there's Vlad, and then there's everybody else. So like right. those, those three are like plus 400. Everybody else is like 20 to one. So that's just what kind of scares me. I'd rather just, I, at least for me, I'm going to probably fire a couple of guys that are like 20 or 30 to one just for fun. Yeah. Right. Cause I think feel like there's not a lot of value if you're just going to triple or quad your money, like, Mm. Eh, it's it's kind of it's okay but no but yeah i agree i thought vladdy was gonna win it last season but and definitely yeah for him too that's why i'm just like i can't see otani i know he's the favorite right now but winning it two years in a row just feel like a little redundant so and i feel like right. the ml over the course of the last 25 years i mean they haven't even had a repeat world series back to back so there's not a lot of yeah. in baseball well yeah there's always people you know, but the only thing that scared me about the Blue Jays, and that's the last thing I have to say about them, because we've been talking about them for like 20 minutes. But uh, so they they won 91 games last year and they set their win total at 91 and a half. And people don't remember is the Blue Jays weren't in Toronto. They were in Florida and then Buffalo. Ooh. So they never really had a home team like they never they were yeah. moving. Okay. They were everywhere. Yet yet they set that line at the same number, which is kind right. of it's kind of fishy. So that's what makes me a little bit nervous, but I love their, uh, yeah, the AL East odds. They're like plus 225, plus 250. Dude, I love that. Me too. I'm on that one as well. Do you think the number is a little depressed just because some of the perceived competition in that division? Like, of course, the Yankees are projected to be pretty good. Yeah. Boston, Tampa's still going to be there. And so, like, somebody is going to win upwards of 97, 98, 99 games. And why, why not Toronto at that price? I feel like people are way too overhyped about the Yankees. The Yankees, in my opinion, at least as a franchise, and I'm sure their fan base believes, you know, they're so used to winning. They haven't won in years. And I feel like they keep trying to bring, it, bring in these big star players, like Judge, and now they signed Rizzo, which I'm still rest in peace to Rizzo. Mm. My people, 
gross. I get very emotional and sad over Rizzo, but I, I love Rizzo. And I'm like, they try to bring in these guys that I think that they're not thinking as like, or as a whole team, they bring in like star power, assuming that that's going to get them to the world series. And I just don't see the Yankees making it happen this year either. I agree. And like every, and what you look at, like every team, when you look at like their win totals, they're all going like over, it doesn't, the math doesn't add up to like 162. Exactly. All these are going to be inflated. And Mm -hmm. you know, these books want to take advantage of every Yankees, Yankees fan that sees that. What I don't, what is it? 90, 90, I think the Yankees were or 91, whatever. They're all going to fire that over. Right. So, you know, works out in the book's favors for sure i think no doubt um all right well let's kind of start to wind down do you have any other i mean i I saw your notes you got a probably multiple pages of notes you have one or two more whether it's a a division or a uh it's any other kind of future that you feel really good about yeah so i was saying i gave you guys my world series pick i'm going with the white Sox. that's uh my take there i kind of already gave my thing for that one that I'm really liking, I like over on the wins total at right now, the best bet that I found it at 72 and a half for the Rangers. I think during the off season, they were the most improved team. They went out and did the most. I mean, they got Corey Seager, 10 years, 325 million. You're bringing in Marcus Simeon at second base, rounding out the rotation with John Gray. I think that they are a team that is trying to win more, trying to improve. Last year was their first 100 loss season in 48 years in the fifth season in a row that they haven't made the postseason. So I think they have something to prove. I don't think they're going to compete with the Astros or the Angels or really maybe even the Mariners. But I do think that that win total is too low right now at 72 and a half. So I like the over on the win total for the Rangers. That's probably one of my favorite MLB futures right now. Then another, uh, play that I like a lot. I'm going with my NL MVP. I'm looking at Mookie Betts right now and the value on that is at plus 900. I think that if he stays healthy, he bats, you know, around 300 or over 300, hits over 30 home runs. He's a defensive guy, golden glove. I mean, he also can steal bases. He does it all. And he's on arguably the best, you know, team in baseball. So I like Mookie Betts for the NL MVP. He's got to stay healthy though. That's his biggest issue. Yeah. It is. Uh, I fired a little bit on Matt Olson. Okay. There we and, go. Yeah. <laughs> I think 20 to one with him, you know, he's like amazing defensively and on that lineup, they're going to win a lot of games. So I think Matt Olson's up there. We'll see. It'll be fun. Chris, you got anything else for Taylor? I mean, I know you guys, I think you guys were talking and then Joe and I were having drinks and saw you talking and, and joined in the conversation. But uh, Chris, you got anything else for Taylor before we let her get out of here? No, I just uh, want to ask her how her, uh, well, obviously I'm smelling poop hazmat suit. So I love her Texas play because 72 wins. They're garbage. They're shitty, right? It's got to go under. No, over. I love it. Over. Uh, over, baby. Yeah. And they can hit. Yeah. Just get those pitchers going um did, how did your bracket turn out did you end up hanging in there oh god very busted um I did <laughs> with like my twitter followers uh basically it was only on the round of 64 just picking straight up like who's gonna win who's gonna lose because I was like I can't keep track of this many brackets I only let I think I 
cutting 15 people in with me because I was like, this is going to be too much. And I did everything by hand. So I literally looked at everybody's brackets by hand and like scored them. I mm-hmm. came in second in the bracket challenge. I had one guy in this league. He only lost five games in the whole mm-hmm. round 64. I'm like, how do you guess that many games correctly? You literally only guessed five wrong. One of them happened to be St. Peter's, Kentucky. In that round, I guessed eight games wrong in the round of 64. So not terrible. Um, Could have done better. I had Arizona winning my whole thing. That obviously gone dead and gone. I had Kentucky and and Arizona in the championship game. That was done after first round. So (laughs) so it's very busted. Um, I don't think I had any of these teams going to the final four, I'm pretty sure. So that's a, that's my outlook there madness right there's the march yeah, madness. pure madness thank you so much for being here and i'll always you'll always have a space in my heart i told you my family's from diplom this plains illinois so i knew when uh, i heard that you got that little you did you illinois accent. illinois i was like i i can hear that <laughs> i don't know how co- close that is to sandwich but <laughs> it's actually not too far not too far no, <laughs> that's awesome. Well, yeah, Taylor, we can't thank you enough for spending a little bit of time with us. Uh, we're a small show. We look for opportunities to network and talk to different people and have different guests on. So for you to take the time uh, for us and, and we really, really appreciate it. It was a blast having you on um, and we will, we will definitely have to connect again at some point during baseball season. For sure. I would love it. Awesome. Definitely. All right. Well, thanks to, uh, to Joe and Chris. And Chris, I guess let's just get out of here with this. Just remind everybody what happens sometimes when you bet on poop like the Texas Rangers or, God forbid, the L.A. Lakers. Sometimes you get a shitty result, but maybe you step in roses with Taylor Mathis. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. This is fake.